This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Solan. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Got a special episode for you today. First of all, we got uh, our special guest, John Lesman, joining us. And we also have Daniel Perry or Dan Perry from The Real Down. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Hey. Doing good. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having us on, man. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, first of all, before we start, always uh, shout out to our sponsors, Douglas Rods. Check out Douglas Rods. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out the full lineup of LRS Rods and the Matrix Rods. And also, they have great award-winning fly fishing rods. So go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. So, I'll tell you did, what, man, Brad, got, Brad Hicks got some LRS rods, man. That I'll tell you what, that purple, uh, the LRS rods, those things look slick now. I, I, I like that color. And the Matrix is good. I The good thing about, uh, I, I promised my audience when this is not a plug-in. Well, the, uh, now, you know, this, thank you for the sponsor. It's good. Um, quick story. I was, I closed the car door on my LRS rods when I was, mm-hmm. went fishing this morning, getting me out of the truck. So I broke mine this morning. And as my, my, my one um, finesse technique that I was going to, you know, throw net rigs around you know because it's it's getting cold here um so i was like crap but the good thing about douglas rods um is 50 dollars get a brand new rod stuff there you go pretty cool so anyways we're gonna talk about our top five baits for this season 
what works best for us, each one of us, not necessarily not promoting. Um, I don't believe anyone. I'm not sponsored by any bait company. I don't know if Dan is. I don't know if John is. But we're just going to talk about the baits that work best for us. This is no um, plug-in. This is no uh, promotion. Again, we're not being sponsored by this. We just want to really talk about what worked best for us this year. And hopefully we can, you know, share some knowledge, help you guys out, especially those of you that are starting off in kayak fishing to help you guys out. So, John, let's start with you. Um, well, yes. let's do this. Let's do the, each one of us is their five, then dance, the, your fifth, dance fifth, then my fifth, and then we'll go over again, your fourth, dance fourth, and my fourth, all the way to get the, to the one. Is that cool? That's cool. Dan, you like that? Yeah, yeah, we'll take turns. Perfect. So, okay, so, John, let's start with you. Number five bait this year from bottom to top. A number five bait, and this was the bait that helped me there take third at the Classic this year, was, um, I brought them, is uh, Nate's Custom Baits Hybrid Vibe, or actually the Hybrid Skirt Spinner Bait. Um, it's a young man out of Indiana, Nate's Custom Baits. He uses bucktail on his um, his skirting, and it just gives it a unique presentation. And then you put a trailer on it, and it just it becomes live, you know. And you wonder why the smallmouth guys up north are using the black hair jigs. Well, there's a reason why. And uh, and this was the bait that propelled me uh, that day, and they couldn't turn it down. And um, this is my number five bait. And, you know, you're like, why five? But I got some other baits that end up kicking its butt. But uh, for a general all-around fishing grass, weed lines, pad edges, um, creeks, small rivers, you know, I wore the smallmouth on it too, is just that good old spinnerbait. Uh, it's just worked magic. Nice. Do you that specific color, white color, or any color work for you, or is that one the one that worked for you best? Uh, believe it or not, when I throw a spinner bait, most of the time it'll be white, and I'll usually do like a chartreuse grub on it. But um, usually, I don't get crazy on spinner baits. I'll have some black ones for like low light or dark, really dark water, or so forth. But uh, just mostly, I just throw a white because you know I'm trying to imitate that shad or bluegill. Um, but, uh, yeah, white's normally just all I throw when it comes to spinnerbait. Cool. What what trailer do you like to use that, that one on? What's your uh, favorite trailer on that setup? Uh, actually, I like to use a white grub, a uh, 5-inch grub, um, or 4-inch, depending. You know, just kind of really what's available. Uh, and white or chartreuse, and if it's white, I'll usually always dip just the tip of uh and chartreuse or orange depending on the time of year just a tip cool just the tip cool. <laughs> now does it have like it's just the like the bucktail like the hair jig like the hair and it also has the those um i guess plastic little yes. hairs that go with it so it got it, it has both of them, right right it has the the bucktail and then it has like the living rubber and uh it's white and silver and flecked so it kind of gives it a shimmer in the water. And then the blade has a white blade and then a clear flasher. So it really looks good coming through the water. And this thing's tough, too, because, you know, a lot of spinner baits they're dead after 
John. Okay. You got sure. caught up there, John. Sorry. Did Please. like internet. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was that last thing you said? I said, this has been really a tough bait because, uh, you know, a lot of times on spinner baits, you know, after about 25, 30 fish, they're dead. And this one's uh, caught several and several big fish, and it's still kicking. So I've been pretty impressed with the wire. There you go. That's Ooh, my number five. You? Number five. That's one, five. That's one technique I need some severe improvement on spinner baits. Yeah. When all else fails, go to spinnerbait. There you go. How what about, about you? you? Oh me? Well, okay. With you, yeah. Uh, probably like one of my it's it's one of my favorite baits of all time, a lipless crank. Uh, I wore them out on Gunnersville this year, and something I I think it's probably a bait that's gotten better. Uh, a lot of people have went to the chatter bait, you know, lip uh, bladed jig things like that, and. I think the lipless crank has kind of went out of favor, so it's it's even gotten better. But um, I have a bunch. I wrote a bunch of different brands, but uh, the Profound Outdoor Shaker Z. I, I usually like a hard knocker in the spring, and then a BB style like a shaker with a lot of BBs in it. Usually more in the fall, whenever the water warms up. Uh, the Profound Outdoor Shaker Z knock knock. Uh, Six Sense, Quake Thud, Bill Lewis. That one's it's the paint comes off pretty easy, but that one's good because it will go super shallow. Uh, the Booyah Hard Knocker, which used to be the Excalibur, that's good. Live Target Golden Shiner, that's good. Yeah, there's just a ton of good ones out there. Um, yeah, those are always good. Usually thrown on 17 pound fluoro. I'm usually throwing it around grass. Uh, it's usually more like a you know, you use a few different retrieves in the fall. This time of year, that late late fall, early winter, you're using a yo-yo. So if you're watching that, listening to this right now, a yo-yo retrieve is really good. Right now, you can still catch them on, you know, whenever they're chasing shad at the end of the year. It's more the, like that dying fish, bait fish presentation. Uh, usually throwing off faster reel, 7.3. I use a, a Quantum uh, 7.3, 17-pound fluoro. I use a seven foot medium heavy composite rod. It's a halo cranking rod. It's a good, decent rod, good value rod. And um, uh, 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 I use a bunch of different colors. Translucent, and I wrote all these down, but translucent for overca over overcast but clear water. And you can pause this and go back and listen to it. Silver for clear, sunny, but clear water. Gold for sunny, but stained water. White for overcast stain water, chartreuse for dirty water, and red orange or green tomato. That's a little secret color for if you like Strike King and a uh, dirty pre spawn. So that's kind of the colors that I keep. Kentucky Lake in the spring is green tomato. There you go. That, that green tomato, that's a sleeper, man. Mark Menendez, he has a color on a, or he has a YouTube video. That, that's what turned me on to that green tomato color. Nice. That's a that's a hell of a lot of information, Dan. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back, pause it, listen to it. But yeah. that's that's the colors I carry and all that. And it's ninety percent of the time, if it's a half ounce, and I, I don't ever carry that quarter, but a three quarter can be good too. But usually the half ounce. Start there. We got the spinner bait and the lipless crank bait. Those two of my original baits that I kind of should go back to using those more often kind of like gotten away from it we'll talk about that a lot of it has to do with my number one choice but my number five choice 
is the Zoom Brush Hogs. They have this color that I understand they're gonna dis or they discontinue it, and it's the something like South African, South African special. Yeah, the South yeah. African special. It's kind of like it's uh, black and with a lot of like. I don't know, a lot of like flakes from different colors, kind of like a carnival kind of thing. Um, that's like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That's a, um, like you um, call that Christmas. Yeah. That brush hog um, on a Texas rig um, is what uh, is worked wonders for me this year. And I actually had Big Bass on a tournament. Uh, so I got me $70. Um, so it is. I love the Zoom brush. I always have. It's one of one of my original ones that that I started using since I started bass fishing. But that particular color, um, I don't know what it is, but it's it just. I've tried other brush hogs and the the green ones that I usually uh, dunk the tails a little bit on that um, garlic scent uh, chartreuse color. Those work well as well, but that that. Um, uh south african special has worked wonders and if i understand it's they discontinue that color i don't know why but it is an amazing uh this is my favorite favorite soft plastic the the zoom brush hog that what? that little kicking action has is awesome what size do you use did you go to the medium whenever oh. it came out uh yeah i have the i think it's the six the the medium not the medium. yeah, yeah. Not the small one, but the medium. I don't. I thought there were only two sizes. What's the no, largest? Well, they size? did have a small and a large, and this year they came out with the medium. What size is the medium then? Because I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. About, I think it's a Maybe. six inch. If I'm not mistaken, might be know. the. I didn't know that they came out. I don't know how. Big the large one was. I thought it was the baby brush hog and then the brush hog. I didn't know there was another one now. Yeah, there's a medium now. Well, whatever the original was, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, that, that, that was the big one then. Yeah. It's, that's so the, the kid one. brush hog, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is, I don't know, those brush hogs, once you bounce it and you bring it up and you let it drop, that fluttering, those little tentacles on the back, especially if you dipped it in, in that um, JJ's Magic or whatever scent, garlic scent you used. Um, actually, mine is scentless. Because uh, I can't stand the smell of garlic on my hands the whole day. But that little... That oh, dude, right. You don't go home and your wife loves that smell? Damn. <laughs> it's like, baby, let me smell your fingers. <laughs> I got weird. <laughs> uh, man, I, I'm drinking these muchachos, man. Things are, it's Friday night. Things are liable um, to get weird. I had a spicy margarita earlier, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I throw it usually on... Uh, Depending how deep I'm going to go is either a uh, tungsten bullet weight. Either I use a quarter ounce or a half ounce. So usually I'll throw it. In this case, I mostly did it on the on the half ounce and on a seven, uh, seven foot um, heavy fast action rod. So cool. That's my number five. We got a soft plastic uh, spinnerbait and a lipless crankbait. Okay, John, what's your number four? Plans my number four i have a theme going here with nates but uh, i've like said i've drank way too much of the nates kool-aid but it's paid up lost there you go he makes a really swing jig football jig head and 
I put a eight inch red shad worm ribbon tail on it. So when this is on hard hard bottoms, round rocks, things like that, I'll drop that joker. And when it hits, it just flares out once again with the bucktail. And as it's moving, or I can swim it slowly, that ribbon tail is just kicking. And then when it comes, it'll stand up there and that tail just kind of floats and moves with the whatever. And oh my goodness, I've had way too much fun on that little bait right there. And so that's Nate's to swing, swing head jig. And it's worth the money. And I love it in the red, as they call it, the fire. And uh, it, small mouth, large mouth. And I fish it, the red, in this all year long. And it's had great success. Do you still throw a football jig or just that now? Just that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be a big jig fisherman uh, and just kind of got out of it. I mean, they work great and they do well, but I'm usually on a worm or um, something like this or or something else that uh, he makes a, another type of jig that I use and I just use them. So my standard, unless I'm using the swim jig, that's a different story. But yeah, I've kind of fallen out with jigs. It might be bad, but no, it's bad. man, it's working for you. I've been trying. I've been. I actually lost my favorite jig today fishing. That's another one. But I've been trying and trying to get better at the jig fishing. I just for whatever reason, I'm like Brian Latimer. He's like, I can't can't do it. I don't know why I can't catch anything on that on that jigs. Well, oh, springtime swim jig. Oh, stand back. Yeah. All right. How about you, number four, Dan? What's yours? Um. Uh, probably one of my favorite ways to catch a fish is a uh, a Stanley top toad. It's a uh, man a Stanley top toad. I mean, you know, a, a popping frog is great. A hollow belly belly frog is great. But I, I think one that kind of enough people don't throw, and I'm glad that they don't, is that Stanley top toad because not only is it like a toad bait that you can, uh, you know, a moving toad. But you can also stop it and pause it like a hollow belly. Um, the hookup ratio on it's great. It stands up for a long time, so they're super durable. And and you just throw it on the same gear. You know, I, I throw it on fifty pound braid, a like a medium, a, a seven three heavy rod. You're throwing it on like a super duty reel. I, I usually put on a seven speed reel, so something fast so you can catch up to them. Um, but a six or a seven speed reel, either one's fine. But um, yeah, a, a white, black, and a I used the bluegill color. So three colors, Stanley top toad, 50 pound braid, heavy rod, and a fast reel and 50 pound braid, and you're good to go. And that's a man, that's a legit setup, and you can catch the mess out some fish on it. That's Brad Casey's Ooh. secret weapon. <laughs> Is it? Man, I, I'm gonna go to Colin Panther, I'm gonna go. Wear out some some fish then. I man, I've wanted to go at Colin Panther for so long. Oh, he'll take you. It's it's a really? fun lake. It's an awesome lake. I want to go. That's like his his little lake over there, you know. Mm -hmm. His honey hole. Yeah. So is it a, like a, a hollow body frog? No, right. It's just no, like it's, a soft it, plastic. Yeah, it's a in between. It's like its own hollow body deal. soft plastic. Exactly. Yeah, it's Good. it's its own thing, man. And it's it's a great all-around bait. If you want a, a toad 
and a hollow-bellied hybrid, it's a great frog to always have tied on. Well, you know, it not, gives it that kicker, that plopper. It's that part of that plopping frog. But then, you know, it's not like most plopping frogs that start to sink because they're heavy. That stays like, you know, a yeah. good old top water. And so you can, that fish slow coming up on it, he'll, you can just kind of play him and bam. Yep. Yeah. So if, if you're reeling and that, let's say it's, you know, you fish it like a toad. So if you see a fish kind of waking on it, you can stop it and kill it. And it's not going to sink. It's going to sit on top. And then you can start moving it again. You know, stop, kill, stop, kill. You know, it's it's a fun bait to fish. Especially What's if you have that one again? a Stanley Top Toad. Especially if you're fishing real light grass mats like on Gunnersville or anywhere Tennessee River. If the mats aren't real heavy and they're real light, that is the perfect frog for it. Or new pads. What's up? Brand new coming up. Yeah. Does it come already rigged or you just use Yeah, if uh, you that it comes rigged. a couple different ways. You get one you can either buy it with like one hook with a bait already on it and then you get two other ones or you can get one already rigged with a hook and then you get one other one. So it comes in a couple different configurations. And then you can always buy the hook separate too. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Or you can buy extra frogs to go with it. But they they last a long time too. Especially if you have Mindy. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. So keeping in line with that, actually, my number four uh, bait for this year was actually buzz bait. So kind of staying with the topwater theme here. I The buzz baits that work the best to me, and I, and I don't have the name of it right now. I forgot. I shouldn't have wrote that down. I, I threw away the packaging, so I can't even remember. It's not the War Eagle, but it's this buzz bait. And I remember Fluke Master talking about it about two or three years ago. Um, they actually discontinued this buzz bait, and I think they brought it back. It's this buzz bait that um, has this clacking sound because it keeps hitting the head of the... Um, of the buzz bait, you know, the, the blade keeps hitting the bait until it actually wears it out. Like if you look at my, my buzz bait, the top of it is just like eroded, uh, from all the times that that blade just keeps hitting it. Um, it makes a loud, loud clacking noise. I find it that it works best when they're not high pressured. Um, if it's like, high-pressure situation where the water is cold or there's a lot of fishermen or something like that, then I've seen it when I throw it and the fish in general just get scared of it and move away. I think it's maybe it's too loud for them or something like that. Yeah. But when they're actively feeding and when they are, like, in hunting mode, that clacking now, the noise, man, that thing is money. And, again, I forgot the name of it. I'm pretty sure it's not War Eagle, but... I have to look it up, but if you have this, uh, if you're ever going to go buy, uh, buy a buzz bait, go check them out. I always recommend buying both the one that, um, like I said, the that um, makes that clackling noise because it hits, the blade hits the the head of the of the jig, or and buy one that doesn't, that has more of a natural uh, bubbly sound, that bloop, 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 because if they're high pressure to me, they're just gonna be. They're just gonna be scared when they hear that huge clacking noise coming through. Yeah. So 
that's that to me is the difference. I started early in the year, wouldn't work, but as the temperature got got warmer, especially in Lake Fork, I was fishing the KBBT, and I think I caught like an 18 incher out of it, and immediately as soon as I threw it in the water, it just it would they were on hunting mode and they can see it from far away. There have been times where I'm on a, like um, Lake Whitney, where it's where the water is really clear. And you can see them like other corner of your eye just torpedo them from the side. Like all of a sudden I see a wake coming like 100 miles per hour and boom, just mashes the crap out of it. And that's how you can tell they're attracted to that noise. They're actively feeding. So they hear that clack and they, they just want to go and find out what it is. So that's to me is the number four uh, bait. Um, and I use uh, um, a trailer hook with it. I started using um, uh, trailers. Soft plastic, but I ended up just discarding the soft plastic and putting in a, a red trailer hook. The ones that are, have the eyes waxed, so it kind of holds it there. Yeah. I kind of like love and hate relationship with them because if you have like this um, vicious cast or, you know, it, it'll, the hook will move. So I was, was it, I think it was uh, the Noob Show that we're talking about different types of trailer hooks. And I need to look into those because there's some of them that are better than the others. But regardless, to, to me, I prefer to have a trailer hook than a trailer soft plastic. Just because it gives you that extra hook. Because there's been times where I land a fish and when I look at it, yeah, if it wasn't for the trailer hook, I wouldn't have caught it. So, I like taking on your trailer hook. Yeah. You know, it's not. I don't like putting soft plastic on a buzz bait. Mm. I like having the skirt and then the trailer hook. And then I like taking a small grub, putting, feeding it on. So it still has a little kick at the back. That's cool. And I've had a lot of success with that, uh, especially what, two years ago in lacrosse. Um, I smashed them on that. And it, I take that jig off or that little grub off. And they, they wouldn't hit it. Put that little grub on there and that just a little bit of flicker there at the end and oh, it was over. Mm. And the reason that got me thinking too now, the reason why I got that that specific um, buzz bait is because I used to have the Jenko buzz bait, which to me is the perfect happy medium between having one of these big clacking um buzz bait and just the typical buzz bait that just has that bubbling sound because the jenko one has that little spring on the jig head and what it does that blade hits the spring so it won't wear out the head of the jig but it still gives you it doesn't give you a loud clacking sound but it does give you a little bit of buzz because it's just constantly hitting that spring so that's another one that i like unfortunately i lost that one early in the year i got uh Either I don't know what happened. There's something got it, or but it broke off. So I ended up I couldn't find one. So I ended up buying the the one that it, uh, I was just mentioning. But that's another option. That Jenko buzz bait, the one that has a little spring on the head, that's also a nice buzz, uh, buzz bait that makes gives you that little extra vibration and sound on it. Cool. So number three, what do you got, John? What's your number three? My number three. I have two number threes. Ooh. 3A and 3B. They're, they're very similar in, in in style, design, but each functions a little bit differently. And these are the Spro Spitter mm. and the Spro Glide. Nice. Now, 
I love these. I fish these baits all year long. Oh. If there's grass, well, I'm a topwater. Everybody knows me as a topwater guy. Um, I fish these all year long. If there's grass, if there's schooling fish, there's chasing shad, bluegill, up shallow, off the edge of mats, grass, pads, whatever, I use these. Now, the glide, I like throwing in the thicker, heavier, rotted mat because it actually goes better than the regular frog. And it gives you a little bit of better wake and you can make it dance better than the frog. Um, and then when you hit open water, you can turn that thing and make it do all kinds of weird dives, jokes, jokes, and the fish will kill it. And like I said, I use just a shad color or, you know, the bluegill color and, uh, and they go nuts and I will fish it through everything and it doesn't hang up much. Uh, that's what's nice about the glide. It's good through pads. It's just, it's one of the, you know, the best frog I think Spro makes. And, uh, then the other part is their spitter is, it's kind of a mini popper, but what's nice about it, you can work this like a spook nice. and give it some killer action. And it's pushing that water, even though you have nothing in there going clack, wow, wow. Just that moving that water, slightly popping it, making it dive, juke, like, and then resting it, stopping it like a wounded bait fish. Some of my bigger fish this year, and even the last several years, but this year, have come off of this. And I've my favorite one has just been the good old bluegill, the little sun perch. And uh, they have annihilated it. Um, my 24-incher this year come off of that right there, that one right there. If you look at it, it's kind of wore out. 24-incher? I used the hell out of it. So... So that's my two, three, you know, my three are the, the glide and the spit and frog from Spro. Um, very similar in way you can fish them, but each one has just a little bit of extra specialness depending on. And what's good about the, the, the little spitter too is you can work this through pads without, like some pop poppers will kind of hang up. Yeah, but you can work yeah. these through pads like a dream. And give that little extra plow, plow, you know, pop, pop, uh, especially in deeper pads. So that's my three. Like I said, 65-pound uh, tough line force is what I use on this uh, on a seven to three. Um, sometimes I got one that, depending if they're really wanting it fast, I got a nine to one. Um, but those, a lot of big fish this year. Nice. Gotta love those top water frogs. Oh. Hey, Dan, what about you? What's your number uh, three? <clears throat> well, he said 24, but the biggest fish I caught this year was 23 and a half, and it came on an eco rig. So that's uh, my number three. It's a, <clears throat> and my setup is as simple as it can get. I use, um, it's a Z Man bang stick. And if, if you've never thrown this, use it because it's so simple. It's so versatile. 
Um, I use two colors, black and blue laminate. I use that for dirty water, and I use the deal for clear water. That's it, two colors. I use the Z-Man Nico Shrooms weight. I use 1 20th if it's 10 feet or less, and I use 1 15th for 10 or more. Two weights, two colors. I use 8-pound Seaguar and Vizex. I use a 2,500 well, 8-pound Seaguar and Vizex to 12-pound uh, Sunline SX-1 braid on a 2,500 uh, quantum reel. I use a medium rod, a 7-foot smoke rod. And that's it. Just as simple as it can get. And you can use it like a shaky head. You can mm -hmm. it skips really well. Uh, I caught it kind of underneath the bridge on Gunnersville. Obviously, it's one of those you know bridge on Gunnersville, but uh, or close to a, a, a point off a bridge on Gunnersville. But um, yeah, just it, you can do so many different things with it. It's just one of those super versatile baits. If you're only going to carry three or four rods, it's hard to. Like it's, if you can use it, use it as a Senko, you can use it as a shaky head. You can use it as a weighted Senko. You can use it as a lot of different things. And let's say you don't want to carry a whole bunch of soft plastics. You can cut down that bang stick and make it into a net. You can, yeah, you can use that bait for a lot of different things. So it's just super versatile. So if I were going to carry one rod, that's probably the one I would carry. I'd carry that Nico rod because I know I could go out and catch a heck out of them with it. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Mine is kind of similar. Number three for me is the actually the weightless Senko. Um, I struggle with, I just, I don't have the patience for it. But this year I went fishing with, I had the pleasure of going fishing with Catherine Fields when she came to visit Texas and went, went to Lake Athens and she was wearing him out on the Seaman um, Zinker. You know, the, the, the one that actually sinks. I'm not a fan of it, but she really was wearing him out on that. And um, she got me on this Gamakatsu. I'm, it's not Gamakatsu. Is it yeah. Gamakatsu? Yeah, okay, I said it right. Okay, cool. yeah. With the little, with the little um, um, weed guards on it, and it's weightless. And obviously, <clears throat> you know, if you're doing doing a Z-Man sinker, you don't need that rubber band. But I just, I don't like the Z-Man sinker um that much. So I just stick with the Yamamoto Senko. And um, for that, obviously, I'll use the little rubber bands. And what I'll do is I'll put like two, like in an X. That way the hook is going to go right through the middle and facing sideways instead of yep. like a neck or rig when it kind of faces. It's hard to describe um, on a podcast. But anyways. Yeah, um, in line with the hook. But that's, I, I use one weedless wacky hook that has the two. Yeah, guards and, and with the Z-Man, you can do it sideways, not in line with the worm, but sideways. See, on that, use an old ring. That's the same hook that I use on yeah. my setup. Yeah, that's an amazing the gum. That hook is amazing. So I started using that, um, and just learning to be patient with it. Because if you know, I forget it takes forever to get down there. So I mostly use it, you know, on five foot of water or less. But just like throw it out there and i remember Catherine was sitting me telling me let it don't touch it don't because my first thing just pop it a little bit <laughs> but he was like no just let it reach the bottom just you know 
think of something else <laughs> while you let it just don't you know don't think about it so i've little by little i've um <clears throat> learned to be patient with it and with a lot of success now it doesn't cost me that much to be patient because i've actually seen the fruits of the labor and it is an amazing set especially on high pressured um it's super easy to skip under docks i would recommend skipping on docks like those um um those big docks you see you know for um in a marina that has those across uh, wiring stuff like that i wouldn't recommend it just because you get a lot of wiring and a lot of structure down there um and you're probably going to use a light setup for it so it's going to wrap up my experience with it it's hard to get that fish to come out of there but a little like houseboat docks you know those houses that are like have the lakeside and they have a little boat dock that just has four sticks you know one on each end and then doesn't have anything in the middle those i can skip with more confidence and not worry about getting hung up or tied around a bunch of crossing bars or um, cables or stuff like that okay. but i love skipping those you can skip it like 10 15 feet into it if you, if you kind of master technique it's really good i love it and actually i'll throw a black and blue or um or a green pumpkin so watermelon green pumpkin those are my two the only two i stick with cool so uh john number two bait what about yours number two number two bait is the one that i've caught the most fish and the biggest fish is the ghetto spro popper in Amazon Red. Nice. And I fish this different than most people. Most people. Awesome. I don't know. I'm never, I mean, I live by the philosophy never force it, just get a bigger hammer. So <laughs> most people throw their, and they'll pop, 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 pop. No, no, no. I'm tuna fishing with this joker. Wham! <laughs> wham! Wah, 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 wah. And then I'll stop it. And I'll twitch it a little bit, and then it's back to tuna fishing. And my biggest fish that I've caught, and I mean, I've caught a bunch of big fish, have come off this frog. Well, well tell us wore out a little bit. The Amazon Red. All year, any time of year, tuna fishing this joker, and 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 uh, you know, Spro makes a tough frog. And like I said, don't be if it's super cold. Yeah, you got to play a little gentle. But if the water's warm or they're feeding or you know you know they're in those pads, you come ripping this joker across. I just they can't they can't handle it. You know, it's that noise and that thing going across, and they kill it. I mean, there's no, I'm going to come up. No, uh-uh. It's, I'm knocking you the hell out. We're going home. And that's, I, I love <laughs> this bait. And like I said, I fish it heavy, fish it hard, fish it fast. And uh, and it works for me. So, yeah, but that's that's my secret weapon right there. If y'all have never seen his kayak, go online, go on Facebook, and check out John's uh, John's kayak. He has a, a really 
kind of him and Brad Case, they have that really similar front angled rod setup that's really interesting to, to check out, you know. Well, it has fishing under yeah. trees and stuff. That's what yeah. I like about it. Oh, yeah. Well, mine do the same thing, except they go back. They don't, uh, like on my box, my box, they go straight back instead of, you know, yours just are forward that way. Same thing, just the opposite direction. Yeah, I'm so big and goofy. I can't have anything behind me. If I do, yep. I'm breaking rods. I mean, slinging rods. It's ugly. I mean, absolutely <laughs> ugly. I like it. It's, it's so custom, though. I, I dig your setup. Well, thank you. That's something I've been meaning to get on. Like, I have a Hobie Outback, and I love it. But won't, every, every day I'm thinking of getting, like, a PA-14 just because I wanted those rods on the side. There's so many times where I just get forget where I'm at, and I'm just focusing catching a fish. And when I look back, my rods are all <coughs> tangled around some brush low-hanging brush or tree and i'm like screw it now it's just gonna scare the whole fish away here so that's one thing that i've been like that is like i need i need something like that but for now the hobie y'all back will be <clears throat> all right number two for you dan what's up so what do we got uh a dirty jig score level pitching jig it's a uh, and if i go out 99% of the time, I'm going to have a pitching jig in my kayak tied on. I I just am. If there's something in the water, it's getting a jig thrown at it. That's just, you know, it, it seems like every time I go out, at least one of, if I'm at a tournament, at least one of the fish I weigh in is going to come in, come off a jig. Because it's just going to be that random lay down, that random piece of structure, that random something that, and a lot of times, the biggest fish I weigh in that day is going to come off a jig. Um I'm kind of of that swindle kind of mindset where I'm super simple with my colors. I actually have three. In the early spring pre-spawn, I use Alabama Crawl, which is orange, because I've just I've seen it down here. Maybe that's a regional deal, but like me and my buddy have fished right next to each other with the same exact jig, different colors. He had orange, I didn't, and he caught them five to one. So now I always have orange in the pre-spawn whenever the water is super cold. So I use Alabama Crawl whenever the water is like 65 and below, something like that. Not like hard set temperature, but somewhere around there. Black and blue and dirty water and brown crawl whenever it's not. Um, usually half ounce. I carry three-eighths too. Kind of, I usually really only use three-eighths if I'm trying to, like if it's real super high pressure and I'm going down bluff walls or something, I'm trying to get that real slow fall. Uh, just high pressure situations, but usually always half ounce. Uh, reaction innovation, sweet beaver. I mean, uh, spicy beaver. I kind of went to that this year. That's been my thing. Kinky. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're a local company too. I try to support them. I'm I'm really not in. You know, I love women, but I'm not into all the stuff on there. I'm, you know, it's not really like my thing. But, but yeah, the spicy beaver. That's that's a legit deal. You know. Um, but I really don't have a favorite. I own so many soft plastics. I really haven't found one that's like the one that you have to have. I've owned all of them. It's 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 a problem. But um, yeah, uh, Rod, I'm actually on my Christmas list. The one I really want because I have a weak hook set. So I want to go to a heavier rod. I want an extra heavy rod. Uh, seven, there's a Falcon. A Falcon. I know Falcon's not listening, but if you are. 
Falcon, give me a call because I want that extra heavy, the uh, the Falcon Expert. Like, I'm not sponsored by a rod company, but Falcon or anybody, really. Hey, Douglas, Bailey, give me a call. I'll take an extra heavy Douglas rod. Douglas has a nice extra heavy rod. Hey, what length are you X Matrix. X Matrix. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shout you out. But uh, no, I, I yeah. need any flipping rod. I have a ducket, and, and ducket's kind of a jerk, so I really don't want to use this stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like I kind of want to get rid of the old white rod, but uh, I've been oh. using it for, I have a heavy now. Yeah, I don't say a word. I kind of want to put an extra heavy is all I'm saying. I had some of these good people, muchachos, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm a little loose tonight. But the uh, but yeah, extra heavy fast. That's why I like to be throwing. I'm throwing a heavy now. Uh, twenty five cigar and twenty five pounds cigar and bizx seven three to one quantum smoke. That's why I use. So, yep. But pitching level, that jig's really good. The tour level pitching jig's good because you can do a little bit of everything. It's a arky style. Any brand's good. I'm I'm kind of caught up with that dirty jigs because their stuff's so quality, but. Uh, Arky style is really good because you can still bring it out and drag it some. So it's still like, you you know, like if you go out and pitch it on a lay down, you can still bring it out some. It's, it's not like versatile. Yeah, it's more versatile than like just a pit, like a, just a flipping jig would be. You can still do a little bit with it. So I, I think being a kayak angler, you have to have baits that are a little bit more versatile. So. That's why I throw a pitching jig rather than just a flipping jig. There we go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this question, but what what was it? I didn't see the inside. I missed the inside story. Why did you have to specify you like women? I well, know I'm no, regretting this question. Innovations that they everything's like Beaver or Pocket Rocket. You know, like all their stuff's kind of exploitive, exploit. You know. In into Indo. Look at their packaging. Okay, That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, I guess oh, it's funny. Okay. You know, you go to church on Sunday, and on Saturday you're throwing. Oh, okay, that, okay. It's called Beaver with a, a chick on the thing. I, so, I, you know, I, I know. <laughs> I don't know how. I was, I was curious. I was like, why does you he know, have to specify like Alabama, no marital age, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, they're here. I'm literally one town away from where they're at, so I try to support them, but. I'm not saying it's like, you know, the best. Like, do I want my kid to be looking at the packaging? Is all I'm saying. Is that is that the one that um, that um, kind of had a beef with Natalie from Dylan from Natty up north? I know she, last year she called somebody out hard. And it kind of became this social media thing for those that follow fishing. Obviously, if you don't follow fishing, you probably heard of the either Natty up north or that company. But I know she they went back and forth on something um, because there was one bait company that I guess, and uh, as she understands it, exploits women. Oh, so I, she I went no off on a tangent. I mean, their their okay, companies yeah, are like been. I'd have been. I don't know. Donkey Punch and Dirty Sanchez, and you know, I mean that's. You know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I knew I was going to be great. Great, great. But, but yeah. Uh, okay. No, John is like, yeah, I'm staying out of this. <laughs> no, you just don't want to get me started. <laughs> All right. Number, that was your number, what was that? Number 
two. Number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of lost track. Okay, so my number two is kind of like I think was was dance number three, but a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> I saw this either late last year or earlier this year. I can't remember. Um, but once again, one one of uh, the uh, social media content creators that I love that I've pretty i always joke around that he made an honest angler out of me it's fluke master gene jensen and again he came up with this video of he called it the forgotten brick uh wired to fish did another a couple of months later did another video and they call it the child's play rig and essentially to me it's a combination between a neko rig and a net rig yeah i call I, it uh, a weedless net yeah, yeah. a weedless neck that I started using that because um, it moves. You can move it a little bit faster than a net rig, and obviously a lot more faster than a, a senko. So to me, it was that perfect medium where it's not too finessey. I don't have to be that patient with it. Um, but it is absolutely just like Fluke Master advertised it. If you're struggling and you need to catch a fish, and it'll land you big fish. Like I've caught huge fish with this with this setup and what i love about it is i kind of got away from the net rig because of it because to me that's kind of like a net rig but it's wheatless so on lakes like lake athens here in texas of which i had a tournament in the pre-fishing that that lake is just grass there's not a square inch of that lake where there's no grass it's just grass everywhere um so that day, the, we had a cold front, and it was high pressure. And to me, it's like, well, what do I do? So I went back. I started. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this uh, This that I saw on Fluke Master video. It's the first time I tried it. And I loved it because I can just, you know, cast it out. Don't worry about getting it snagged. And, and work it. Either I can work it fast or work it slow. And, uh, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing. That's my favorite I guess you can call it finesse techniques. Um, I use it on. I started using it now with the Z-Man product, not the Zinker, just a regular TRD worm. And what I do is same thing. You get the like the nail head. Uh, you put it on, you know, one end obviously, and then on the other end, you'll just Texas rig it. Um, you'll Texas rig the tail of the worm. And then at the other end, it's kind of like a neckle rig. So essentially, it's like a neckle rig, but instead of being like a um, circle hook on the middle, it's going to be Texas rig on the tail. So it's weedless. Um, and mostly, I'll do either uh, same thing, black and blue or uh, uh, watermelon green pumpkin. Um, and those are my, my that's that thing. I mean, I've caught huge fish with it this year, um, and a lot of fish with it. Usually, when you think of a net, net rig, you think, okay, it's gonna be like a bunch of 12, 14 inch fish. Um, but actually, I've caught like 17 and 18 inch fish with this setup, so I love it. It's it's one of those things where it's I kind of forgotten about the net rig just because of the way I can fish this, just a similar way. Um, Great results, and again, it's sweetless, so don't have to worry about getting it, you know, caught on anything. So that's my number two. All right, number one. Drum real, quick before John. We, real quick before we get to number one, back yeah. to the popper. I meant to say that I fish the popper on a 6'6 six, six rod. 
and medium heavy. Wow. Everybody's like, medium okay. heavy. I said, well, I'm on braid, and I have a – I can bend hooks. So <laughs> uh, that's why. But uh, the key to using uh, a popper uh, is the shorter rod, not the longer rod. You don't want that load up like on sometimes you want to load up. This is when they hit it. You're wanting to take both of those eyes and switch them. So that's why I use a shorter shorter rod for that. Okay. That's now, a good tip. There you go. Yeah. So anytime you use a popper, go short. The number one bait for me this year that I've caught, Lord, I've caught more fish this year on. Like I said, <laughs> I'm on a Nate's. I'm on a Nate's theme here, but Nate makes some great baits, man. I'm telling you. And uh, this is his version of the vibrating jig chatterbait style. It's the Nate Custom Baits Hybrid Vibe Jig, and I put and I always fish a grub tailor uh, trailer on it, uh, usually a white with a dip of chartreuse. This happens to be uh, my favorite spring, you know, because it has the red, the orange, and yellows. And like I said, I've caught some monsters on this joker. Hell, I've about wore this one completely out. And then I've used white, and he has white and red like I went lacrosse this year uh, for the BASS up there, the white and red. I caught 42 fish on it. It was just, it was unreal. Um, and then uh, he goes to have bluegill. And, oh, he's just variety. But once again, this has, and I've fished a jackhammer, and I've fished all different ones. But as the best action, this thing hunts like no other. And it has a distinctive um, thump thump to it. You know, because you got the clack, 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 and the tink, 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 tink of the jackhammer. And this has more of a, a ka-tunk, 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 ka-tunk. And with that hair, it just flares and and it searches and it dives and jukes and it's awesome. And I mean, I don't get corner lip. I get inhaled on this. And that, and I, after, like I said, after using it a couple times and I got hooked and, and completely sold on this product. And, uh, yes, I admit now I'm with Nate's, but it was only after, using his baits and i've been using them since the year before last and uh we just kind of hit it off and and i love his baits and they're fantastic that's my number one bait because i will fish it like a jig i will you know fish it like a crankbait weeds brush the whole nine yards i'm throwing this thing somewhere and be it if i have to hit him in the head to dragging it through this bait has done wonders and that's my number one bait you throw some wild colors huh yeah believe it or not what? up until about june this was a in uh, by end of june this was a great color still i don't know what it was it was something different you know especially because this year you know gunnersville this year every day was a saturday uh because of covid i mean Usually in the week, you might see <laughs> two or three mean. boats. Yeah. You, know, you were seeing 30, 40 boats. Every ramp was yeah. full, you know. So every day was a Saturday on, on Gunnersville this year. Uh, so the fish were, were extremely pressured 
and I guess this was just, you know, of course, in the spring, you know, throughout the southeast, especially anything red and orange is the key colors. Uh, but it still stayed being a key color for me up until literally the end of June. And then about time July rolled around, that white, you know, that whiter blue, you know, with a bluegill color or, or you know, straight shad color. Um, and, you know, for some cases, it was purple, you know, started mixing it up. But that was the longest running color this year. Mm. So, nice. see, I can't get anything to bite on red color here in Texas. I don't know. I have to ask other anglers around because I've tried. Like, I've always, same thing, I always thought, well, you know, like Alabama, and you guys get a lot of, like, uh, that on spring, early spring, late spring, you get a lot of, like, bites on red color. Here, I can't, very rarely do I get, it's like, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but. They sell colors called Rayburn Red. Come on now. <laughs> maybe in Ray, maybe maybe in Sam Rayburn, but over here in North Texas, man, I can't get anything to bite on red. And I've tried. You know, Ray, but, Rayburn's like you know Louisiana extended, so yeah, yeah, it pretty much, yeah. All right, so number two for you, Dan. Number one. What do we got? Uno, number one. I'm sorry. Number one. Number yeah, one. My, yeah, my bad. My number one, man. If I can catch a fish on, I'm a happy man. If it's the deal, if it's the bite, I feel like I'm a cash a check. That's a swim jig. It just, uh, you know, if if I can throw a swim jig, I'm 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 a happy camper. And uh, again, it's dirty jigs. They have one called the Coosa River version. Unless I'm down in Florida, that's the version I'm throwing. It's not that no jack, super thick hook. It's kind of a good in between. It's not light wire. It's just a normal one. Uh, I'm usually doing that Alabama shake. Somebody that has the best video is Randy Howell. There, he has a YouTube video called uh, How to Power Swim a Jig. Watch that. That's the video to watch. It's like the ultimate definitive video of how to power swim a jig. Uh, he's originally from North Carolina and moved to Alabama. Watch that video. That's how you do it. Um, but yeah, a quarter ounce if, it's, if they're super shallow most of the time. I'm throwing a three-eighths. Again, I use uh, not a lot of different colors. I use Alabama Crawl, which is that orange. I use that in late winter, early spring. I use Alabama Brim, which is, I usually use that more in the summer. That's that's kind of a color I don't tell anybody about. Uh, black and blue for dirty water and no. white. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little bit of juice. I'll, I'll no, give you a little bit more. Nobody listens to my podcast, anyways. No, so. yeah, they do. I'll give you uh, <laughs> black and blue for dirty water and white, kind of the shad spawn and fall. But I'll, I, I really, and most of the time, I'm almost ninety nine percent of the time I use uh, Rage Menace and just match the colors. Oh, yeah. But um, but really, I, I will give you some juice right here. Talking about reaction innovations in the late winter and the like. Pre-spawn mats, especially here in Alabama, but wherever you live, if you have dead grass, get a Reaction Innovations Trixie Shark and put it on the back of a swim jig, or you can use a toad too, and put it on the back of a swim jig and slow roll it over dead mats. That is some juice, and I, I promise that works. Nobody else does it. It's a real thing. Pros do it. You'll never hear it talked about, but it's a real Real thing. Trixie Shark on the back of a quarter ounce swim jig. There you go. 
That's my my secret for the night. <laughs> but uh, I use a 7.3 Arc Randall Tharp Moneymaker. It's like a medium heavy, more of a parabolic. It's actually more like a heavy rod. Uh, it's like a budget rod. It's okay. Um, I actually prefer a little bit lighter rod because I like skip it and things like that. Really kind of more pinpoint kind of cast. So I like a little bit lighter rod. People like Bill Lowen prefer more of that broomstick kind of deal. But um, a faster reel, like 7.3 to 1. And I use 50-pound braid. So there it is. But some people, like, um, I've heard other pros say 30-pound braid is a deal. I actually bought, like, uh, Swindle. He sold, I bought some braid from him, like, eight years ago. He was changing, probably seven years ago. He was changing from Vicious to another sponsor. And I bought, like, 5,000 <laughs> yards or, I don't know, thousands and thousands worth of yards from his assistant. The guy Darian is fishing. If you've ever seen his YouTube page, he used to be Swindle's. Uh, he's Luke Duncan. Him and Darian hang out a lot. Well, Darian used to be Swindle's assistant, and he used to, he sold me. He used to sell all of Swindle's old stuff. Like you know, that's what they did. Whenever he would change sponsors, I bought thousands of <laughs> yards of this old. 50 pound braid and i still have thousands of yards of it i'll have it for another 10 years so that i use 50 pound and whenever i say i use 50 pound braid i use 50 pound braid for everything <laughs> just because i have so much of it i use it for flipping and punching and i'll, I'll be using 50 pound braid for the rest of my life yeah That's cool there you go are you Dad, you had Adam. Was it you that had Adam Reiser on the reel down talking about why he used a sixty-five pound braid? To me, it was interesting, um, and I I didn't know that. Kind of embarrassed about it, but I was always figured why did people use sixty-five pound braid? I mean, like guys out there, um, open water, open ocean fishing, they use twenty-pound test line. Why are we using sixty-five pound for a fish that's going to weigh ten pounds or less, probably? But that, um, what Adam Reiser uh, said makes sense, and it has happened to me. It's like, it's not that the fish can't handle it. It's when you throw like a topwater frog or and you're ripping it through mats and stuff like that, you get a like maybe a 15-pound test line. It's going to wear out, and you're not going to find out until you break off on it and break your heart <laughs> by then. Yeah. Uh, uh, why you break your you lose your favorite uh, frog? So it it was interesting. I was like, okay, now I get it. It, it makes sense. You know that that line is gonna last longer. I think, uh, and it, uh, that has happened to me. A, a lot of the smaller right. stuff, it it's like it almost cut through the vegetation rather than just you know like gliding over it. The the smaller yeah. diameter stuff, yeah, it's almost like it saws on it rather than just going over it. So I, I think that's another reason why yeah. you kind of want a decent size braid too. Yeah. So yeah. that, that was, in, that was eye opening for me. I didn't know that. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. And it has happened to me where I'm throwing a, a, a happened to me this year. I was throwing in a top water and sure enough, I got a bite in it. I couldn't figure out why it's like, it's not the knot. I did a Palomar knot on it. That <laughs> definitely not the knot. And I was like, how did it break a 20-pound um, Tesla braid? And then I, I listened to that episode, and I like, oh, think about it. I hadn't changed that line on that in, like, 
maybe a year and a half. So yeah, it was probably worn out. Yeah. So good stuff. Okay, so my number one, it's kind of like falls in line with John, what John was saying, but to me, it was the jackhammer. I mean, jackhammer is everybody's, you know, has heard about the jackhammer by now. It's no longer the best kept secret. And I started using it this year, um, and it really is an amazing product. I've caught pretty much every single fish that I've caught on the jackhammer, and I'm not making this stuff up, has been between seven, 17 and 22 and a half, no, 22 and three quarter inch, all of it on jackhammers, all of it. I got to a point where... Um, Late spring till now, that's the only thing I threw. Like, I forgot. I was like, um, I'm not throwing anything else. Like, why would I? And that's <laughs> something. If you're learning to if you're learning to fish, jackhammer is either is going to be your best friend and your worst enemy. Because you kind of get that tunnel vision and then forget to use everything else. So now I'm kind of forcing myself. Like, today I went out and started kind of put the jackhammer away and went out uh, – Working on uh, jerkbait technique, which I two years ago I was catching quality fish on the jerkbait, and I've kind of like gone away from that and just focused on the jackhammer for this year. And I was like, no, let me put it down for a bit because I'm forgetting how to fish everything else. Pretty much, if I'm doing a power uh, power bait, it's either a jackhammer or a senko. And we and Jake Harshman were talking about that. You literally can win any tournament with jackhammer and a single that's all you need pretty much to at least be there in the money on any 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 tournament just because they're both so easy um to catch fish with it and the jackhammer to me i've had and i have all of them i have from the the one and a quarter ounce to their lightest which is i think is the on the jackhammer it only goes down to three eighths of an ounce um I don't throw one. And the what was that? I don't throw one. Why not? Have you thrown any? I, I have mean, you I, thrown I have a rod. I have one tied on. I seldom throw it. I, I, I think I'm like the last person in kayak fishing. You're going to kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I throw it every now it's, and then. I carry it sometimes. but It's a great bait. I, I mean, seldom, it's, it's a really great bait. Yeah. And the thing about, listen, what I love about Jack, the seaman, seaman in general, is their attention to details on their bait. I mean, everything is high quality. And the jackhammer is just the quality of it. It's amazing. Um, the My biggest one came, it was 22 and three quarters. It was actually, and Dan, this is speaking to you. You and I, the, the my most listened uh, episode before I joined Paddle and Finn, to this date is that episode you and I recorded about uh, targeting bass on deep ledges. Hey. And after I listened to that episode, I had a tournament on Ray Roberts. And when I went pre-fishing, I was like, I listened on the way to to the boat ramp, which is My like mom an hour. I listened to it a lot. Um, and it, I was like, okay. And that's and I started putting it in, in practice. And I actually, it was on a on a deep ledge. I, I'm going to say it's about seven, it was about 17 feet depth. Cast it out on the jackhammer, the one and one quarter ounce, 
black and blue, and I had the Seiko um, uh, trailer on it, which I have to apologize because in my last episode with Jake Harshman, I was knocking on the Seiko thinking that it was a piece of crap, it didn't work, and I didn't like it. I went through the pictures, and I texted Jake the next day. It's so like, you know, I was going through my pictures. I just realized my personal best came on the Seiko trailer on the jackhammer. It was my only fish that I've caught with the Seiko trailer. But it wasn't my personal best. So, you know. I, have a, I, have a I, know, I know some people that swear by that as a trailer. I know, I, and, and it has. I just posted it on my Facebook page. And I asked people, comment, what's your favorite trailer? And I had a picture of uh, the three trailers that I used. The paddle tail, the um, kind of like straight tail, and the rage menace. Uh, which is my favorite one. And like more than half were just talking about the Seiko. And to me, the Seiko, what I learned from that is like it worked great because it was on a deep ledge, just slow rolling it through the bottom. So that, the, that really that Seiko, the tail doesn't move at all. Very subtle movement. So when you're looking at like a high pressure and most fish that you're going to find on deep ledges, for the most part, they're not really hunting. They're just, you know, relaxing. They're just chilling. They're not, if they're, if they're out hunting, they're usually in shallow water being active. You know, yeah. they're not hugging a deep ledge. So it makes sense that, uh, that you know, working uh, like a jackhammer slowly through the bottom on a trailer that has very little to no movement, it makes sense that that would be attracted to versus throwing a, a rage tail on it. Because that one, that those those are all over the place. Well, I mean that that's like the same thing, like a a scrout, like Jason Lambert. He won like uh, Pickwick FLW throwing a castic jerky J on the back of a scrounger, because that bait doesn't really do anything on the back of the scrounger, which is it's really does it it's the same exact thing as throwing. A jack, a big jackhammer out deep. A scrounger and jackhammer are doing the same thing, and the trailer is doing the same thing. They're not doing anything. They're just making it a little bit erratic. You know, it's it's not that the trailer is not the issue. That's not. Uh, well, I mean, it, I don't know. It's it, it's there. It gives them something to grab onto. It helps them. Like that's the way I, I like soft plastic on the back of a buzz bait y'all it doesn't seem like y'all do as much well john liked the grub but you don't but like i like the plastic it gives them something to grab onto but i i, I don't really think the the trailer it's 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 not the trailer doesn't wag the dog the dog wags the trailer you, you know what well I'm too you know, on, on, on any type of the vibrating jigs, you put a trailer on your jig, especially if you do it fast, will shoot up quicker than without it. And you get a better, actually, reactionary um, from no trailer. Yeah. I I like to, when I throw it, I always like every th single bait that I throw, especially when it's the first time I throw it. If I'm on the clear water, I actually have like at the complex where I live, uh, like right now in, in winter, the pool is closed, but I can still go to the pool and it's clear water. So I, I like to go over there and dry out a couple of my, right, right. especially, um, you know, power tank, swim baits, stuff like that to see how they move. 
to me, the rage menace. I I I have to disagree on you on that one, uh, Dan, because that tail movement, and I say the rage menace could be. I mean, Biospawn makes one similar, but that tail movement, and I actually have a little like ten second video of it. Those things are kicking like crazy, man. They're, there's no way. There's no way the fish is not gonna notice that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, they, they may not bite it, but to me, that kicking trailer, those uh, flapping uh, uh, rage menace tails, just flapping around like crazy, like very erratic on the jackhammer, to me, does make a difference. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's the one that I've got. The jackhammer. What, what do I know? Yeah, what are you? Yeah, why not storm a jackhammer? I don't know. Cause everybody else is throwing one. You wonder why? Because <laughs> Dan's slow. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> but anyway, that can be true. That is it. That's the top five baits for each one of us. So there you go. What do you guys think? You like it? I swear, all five of mine are legit. I swear, you know, I like. Uh, what are you telling that we're not legit? No, no, I'm no, I, not at all. I'm, I'm saying like I say, John somehow is being paid by Nate. No, I'm not saying anything about your five. I'm saying I brought, I brought it with my five. So I know if you listen to my five, I have given you every. I have given you legit five things. I don't know about y'all's five, but I know it's not my a competition, five. Dad. It's not a competition. Well, well I, I know my five. I am telling my five work and pay off. <laughs> well, that's true too. John wins. He's he wins all the. He won the KBF for Alabama for this year. So listen to him. Yeah, or, the region, or whatever. He's better than me. Okay, listen uh, to him. All right, so. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beer segment. I hope you guys enjoy uh, this episode. It's been fun to record with these two gentlemen. Uh, so at least a little bit of knowledge. Um, I know Dan used a lot of Alabama dialects, and I got lost in half of it. But <laughs> tell me all this stuff that he said. If you're not from Alabama, don't worry about it. Uh, just Play the video next to somebody that's from Alabama that can translate what Dan said. Oh, we got what two family guys on here. So. There's <laughs> a bunch of stuff you said that I was like, what? Really? Okay. It's the but Dirty Sanchez. That's what threw everybody off. Oh, oh. Well, that's the name of the color. I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're going to be out there on the water, please be safe. Take the necessary precautions. You're probably tired of me you, uh, listening to me say this, but really, it's winter. Layer up. Take uh, take your PFDs with you and be safe out there. Any last words, gentlemen? Thank Great you for having me. me. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Armando. No problem, guys. Thank you. This thank you. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beers Network, presented by Douglas Rods. Have a great night, everybody. Or day, whatever it is. Whatever time you're listening to. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. 